What is good, our podcast people? We are back. Two dudes with some balls. We had the technical if shoot, man. Off the rip, not talking about. We had some technical difficulties. My laptop decided to spaz on me. The hard drive crashed. We lost every episode we even had. We had a great week one episode for you. It wasn't that good, honestly. But we're here now. And because if you're used to our routine of rolling every Monday, uh, it's not happening right now. Booth, Booth missed you guys so much. We decided to do a, a midweek episode. So here we are. We're going to get back to that Monday grind, but this is a special one for you folks. Booth, say hey. Are you not the vibes? Yes, sir. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's good to hear his voice again, huh, people? I've missed him too. And if you are noticing, if you're watching the YouTube video, uh, Booth's in a new place, even though there's only been one YouTube video, so you wouldn't even Easy. know. He's just moved into Seattle. If you need the Easy. address, hit me up. Anyways, we, uh, we got a good episode for you guys today. We're going to going to touch on three big balls i mean we're going to talk about three balls not all of them are big baseballs aren't that big but little balls need love too right yeah i mean i guess so if you got big balls out there congrats i mean hey i'm not dropping any hints i'm just letting you you know speculate for yourself all right but anyways we're talking about sports three balls we're talking about the mlb which is a baseball the nfl which is a football and the nba which is a basketball we don't really talk about a lot nba man we're not really going into it too much but we're going to start with the nfl We're actually going to start with a big Thursday night matchup. Usually Thursday night matchups kind of suck. Um, I wouldn't say this one's too exciting. Panthers versus Texans. But I'm talking about the quarterback in Carolina, Sam Darnold, who is actually impressive for the first two weeks. And I have a question for you, Mr. Booth. Was it the Jets that were holding Sam Darnold back all along? Uh, It definitely was the Jets. I don't think uh, that's up for much debate. They are a terrible team, a poverty franchise, as they say online. The Mickey? Uh, I don't think they call the Jets Lamicky, but it might. Even we can see that right now with Zach Wilson just having no time to throw, just constantly being sad, constantly throwing picks, just having a very rough time up in New York. I think what we're seeing with the Panthers is a much better team around Sam Darnold. And a big thing is he doesn't have to be that superstar. He's he's putting up pretty average numbers and they're still winning games. So I think a big part of that team is the is the new coach as well, Matt Rule. He seems to be doing a great job. The players seem to like him. And it looks like they're going to jump out to a 3-0 easy three-win uh, win streak here to start the season. Especially when QB3 is playing in Houston after Tyrod Taylor exited last week's game. But I agree, man. Darnold, you know, you're saying he's put up, you know, not that great numbers. I, I think his numbers are actually pretty good. I mean, not the touchdown numbers. He's three touchdowns, one interception, which is like, oh, whatever. Not that great. but Not like MVP of, numbers, but it, no. is a, it is a good year. Yeah, absolutely. 50 of 73 so far in terms of passes completed uh, is – incredible and just under 600 yards through two weeks i think that's really good for a guy who if you listen to one of my early podcasts before booth was even on this i pretty much had him written off i was looking for his replacement so now booth's here to tell me that i was wrong and i'll be the first to admit that i was wrong it's still a little early but i agree uh you want to move into our next topic because we don't gotta spend that much time on sam darnold nobody cares about him that much anyways yeah i know and uh we we love talking about quarterbacks here and i think uh we saw a lot of quarterbacks get injured uh, this week. It looks like Justin Fields will be starting for the Chicago Bears against the Cleveland Browns. Um, we've seen Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence all start games. Who do you think is going to have the best performance this week? Will it be uh, Justin Fields in his first career start? Or will it be one of the ones that have already got some kind of games under their belt? You know, Justin Fields scares me a little bit i'm excited about him i have been saying i'm excited about him a lot of people are excited about him here where i'm at uh in this lower illinois region just because they're bears fans and 
last week, I think he was like six for 13 when he came in or something like that. And not too impressive, very skittish, uh, tough situation. I think it's even going to be harder in this situation. You're on the road, you're in Cleveland. It's going to be a very tough game to win because that Browns team is no joke. I still think they're competing for the AFC championship. I don't, I don't think he's going to do as great as maybe, I don't know. I'm thinking Trevor Lawrence, this might be the breakout game for him. I think Zach Wilson, despite how hot the Broncos have started, I think he's got a shot to bounce back, but I'm going to go with actually Trevor Lawrence having the best week out of any rookie quarterback against that Arizona Cardinals team. That is a, that is a pretty hot take. That Cardinals defense has looked really good to start the season. I agree. I just, I think he's getting more comfortable and he is an elite level quarterback based on the film you watch. It's just getting comfortable in these regular season games, facing these first team defenses. I think he's going to start utilizing his targets more, getting the ball out quicker. I expect big things from Trevor Lawrence this week. Book it now. Um, I I got a question for you. Now we're just going to talk about a game. And this is the only game we're really going to hit. Rams, Bucks, two, two and O teams. What are you looking out of that game? What do you want to see? What are you expecting from that game? Who do you want to pin even? Um, I'm expecting a really good game here. It's the Bucks and Rams. It's kind of uh, both the quarterbacks' first real test against good defenses this year. Tom Brady's looked fantastic this year, but obviously the uh, Falcons and the Cowboys' defenses don't come close to the, the LA Rams' defense. So I think that quarterback battle is going to be really interesting to watch. Um, I think. Do you want to key in on some specific players here? I just key on. I mean, on specific players I'd like to see is I assume Jalen Ramsey's going to be on Mike Evans. If not, he's going to probably be on Godwin or just might he might mix and match over the, you know, he's comfortable playing both sides of the field. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing to see. You know, Ramsey, when he likes to go up big targets, he's an entertainer as great as a player as he is. He likes to chew and chomp at players. And I think, I think those are the two wide receivers that are really going to give a battle for yards for everything. And so I expect that to be just incredible to watch. I'm excited to see the linebacker core of the Bucks try to, you know, really force it to become that true pass offense that the Rams are going to want to be. Um, they're just going to stop the ground game. So I don't think the Rams are going to move the ball that well on the ground. And it's really going to have to rely on Stafford. And it's really going to show, you know, is Matt Stafford the gunslinging quarterback that the Rams, you know, went for? And is he really rated as highly as he was this offseason, which I, I personally do believe he is. And I think he, that game's going to be great. And he has a, a outstanding performance. I think my player to watch here is Gronk. He's had a fantastic start to the season, already catching four touchdowns. Um, obviously the chemistry is always there with him and Brady. I think uh, he could be kind of a, he's always a difference maker in the game, but I mm-hmm. think he's a player that absolutely is going to have a big game here. Yeah. Gronk, Gronk's definitely looking like a, a new England Gronk again, more yeah. than I think last year it took him, you know, half the season, maybe a little over half to get his toes wet again. And he's, he definitely looks more better in shape. His route running looks a lot better. His hands are stronger. He's just creating space, space again and just using his strength. I thought a little, a little bit last year, he looked a little sluggish and out of, you know, missed a step. But I, I think, think especially right at back. the beginning of the, the games he played, the, the first half of the season where he played, he was definitely looking rusty, definitely had that mm-hmm. slow start, like you're saying, but you could really see him kind of pick it up in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think yeah. he just hit the ground running here as the season started. Yeah, he looks great. Great year for him. And maybe he can even get back to being considered, you know, best tight end, top two, top three with, you know, Kittle and Kelsey probably. But Regardless, great game. I can't even tell you who I think is going to win. Do you have a winner prediction? Uh, I got to go Buccaneers here. They've just been they just been steamrolling everyone. So I agree. Go Tough team. They're looking like they have a shot to repeat way too early. But speaking of way too early, let's talk about a team. Are you buying or are you selling on Green Bay already? 
You think they turned uh, it around? I think that Lions game was really tight in the first half. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. I mean, this is sitting on the fence here, but it's it's really too early to tell. I think with the way the division has looked, I would buy the Packers just because the Vikings obviously started zero and two. They already beat the Lions. The Bears are having all these quarterback problems, so I think. I would definitely buy the Packers, but it's too early to tell if they're Super Bowl favorites or Super Bowl contenders. Spot on. And if you weren't going to say it, I was going to mention it, the division. It's, if the NFC North was not off to as bad of a start as it was, I'd maybe consider someone else. I was expecting the Vikings to be a lot better in these first two weeks. and they. I think that's the story of Kirk Cousins' career is everyone expects him to be better. Everyone expects his team to be better, and they're just not. Yeah. To be fair, Kirk, Kirk's kind of balling. I think it's more on the defense. But you're right. So, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can lose to the Bengals, though, like that. That's no. pretty brutal no. ending. Now let's, let's keep the pace rolling. Let's keep the fire going because I think we touched on that one, and we're just trying to move quick. Like, our balls move so quick here. Like, it's two pumps, uh, two seconds per topic. Sorry. Um, anyways, yeah. So, Jameis Winston, your boy. Let's <laughs> – you got weak for a second there. All right. Anyways. Stick it, yeah. So Jameis Winston, your boy, man, struggled a little bit week two after an incredible start in his five touchdown performance against Green Bay in week one. He plays Atlanta this week, a little little rivalry game, you know, NFC South Division matchup. Does he bounce back like week one, Jameis, where he was flashing the W, or is he going to go back to a struggling week two, maybe flashes of 2019, Jameis Winston? That week two doesn't even count in my mind. He was just waiting until this divisional matchup to show up. <laughs> he knows the Falcons' defense is weak. He saw Tom Brady throw for five touchdowns and was like, you know what? I'm going to throw for six next week. <laughs> that's my take for next Mark week. it. Mark six it. Days. Jameis for six in the game against Atlanta. I like that. Okay. Okay. Now you want to touch on this little Jags quote we got? Um, Not too much because I don't feel like it's super significant quote, but I guess after the game, I believe it was after the game between the Broncos and Jaguars, Urban Meyer told Vic Fangio that every game is like playing Alabama. And it seems like the internet's kind of running with that and thinking that he's saying that Alabama was a NFL level team. But the way I interpret it is that he's saying each game is going to be super competitive and you have to play your best to win a game. There's no give me games in the NFL I like the way you t- you look at it because that's probably how it is. And you know how quotes get taken and they get shortened up and it's not directly what you said and there's no context and it's a headline quote, which is fair. And if that's really the case, which even if he says it, man, if he thinks playing Alabama, the NFL version of Alabama is Houston and Denver, he's got a rude awakening for him when he starts playing teams like even Arizona this week or Tennessee coming up, Seattle, Buffalo, San Francisco. They played the NFC West this year. Like, that is a tough – there's going to be a lot more better Alabamas coming up in this future. But I think you're right. I don't think he meant it intentionally. I think he just meant the NFL is very tough. And, they're you know, he went on Twitter or the organization went on Twitter and posted, you know, a comment that was like, hang in there, fans. Thank you, like Duval Nation. Like, it's coming. And you can't expect – we've never seen any, you know, first-year overall number one quarterback draft pick just turn it around instantly and they go, you know, number one in the division first round by. It doesn't happen. So they're being patient. And Urban Meyer's coaching thing is kind of confusing to people, and a lot of people think he might even just quit. But hang in there. Uh, I'm curious to watch the Jags a little more. Like I said, I think Trevor Lawrence about a ball this weekend, and we'll come back to that on Monday. But, yeah, I think – 
I think you're right. And I think that is probably all we need to talk about for the NFL this weekend. If you guys want us to talk about something more on the NFL or some player or anything, feel free to comment. We've been appreciating the feedback. Let's move on to our next ball. I'm going to go with the bigger of the two balls. I like to attack the big ones first and then work my way down to the easier level. Yeah, Got you to. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the vibes. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk about the NBA. Weirdly enough, I don't really, we don't really talk. I got to start saying, I got to start saying we more. It's not no. the NBA season, so it's not that surprising. Well, I, I mean, I got to yeah, but like I'm saying, I say I, but you're oh, in the podcast now. You know what I'm saying? Like our I ball, like we, we are, about. yeah, we are the two balls. Two total between the two of us? Yes. Anyway, well, I guess it's just two dudes with some balls, just not, not two balls with some dudes. Okay, okay moving on. Moving anyways, on. <laughs> anyways, the NBA, and we're just touching about this really quick. So the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves, they fire Gerson Rosas, Rosas or whatever, you know, the, the president or whatever. They fire this man, say, you're gone, son. Timberwolves, you know, they suck. And uh, bottom tier organization in Minnesota, it would probably go Vikings, the old Vikings, wild Vikings, shoot, not Vikings twice, twins, and then Timberwolves. Uh, and that's where I'm going to get into speculation. But yeah, Cat tweeted, Carl Anthony Towns, for those non-basketball listeners here, tweeted WTF. I'm not going to say the actual words. You guys know what it means. Okay. Don't try to catch me in anything. Uh, a little bit surprised The ESPN said he was literally in the gym in the morning. Like this is of today, Thursday or Wednesday. Sorry, this is coming out Thursday, but Wednesday when we're recording, this has happened today. He gets fired partially because it's new ownership and the Timberwolves haven't been competitive in a while. You have so many lottery picks over the past, you know, five, six years and nothing is coming of it. Carl Anthony Towns is a, you know, once in a while talent. So good for him. Good for that, that you have him but there's no building blocks there and they're in the ownership group transition. Uh, Mark Laurie is even supposedly looking for other candidates to take over this job. They it's a three-year transition where Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are going to get this team in full possession by, I think it's like 2023, 2024, something like that. Each year they gain a little more control over the ownership group. They're just trying to make it a smooth transition to teach these new guys how to run an NBA organization. Everyone's diving into why this may be, what this could mean. Who are they going to bring? I'm looking at it as, listen here, I got a Mariners cap on right now. I'm from Seattle. That team's coming to Seattle within five years. And it starts right there. Bring the house down. Let's go. It's what Oklahoma City did to Seattle. Clip this because I'm telling you it's going to blow up when it happens in three years. Boom, this team's in Seattle. That's all I got. I can mic drop. Look at the pin. It's not a mic, but fair enough. Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you have anything to say on it, I, really? I, I, I don't really, I don't really agree with you. For a few different reasons here i don't want to hear them just kidding also Sorry. well you're gonna hear them here you know <laughs> um that's too bad you can mute me i guess <laughs> um they're also buying the minnesota Lynx as well with that same kind of i think it's 20 percent each year um kind of building up to 100 percent ownership but it would be weird for them to move the nba team and not move the women's nba team and then seattle obviously already has the seattle storm so that's part of the reason i don't see it happening and also, I don't think the NBA wants them to move. Um, they've came out with public statements saying they're not moving. Alex Rodriguez, I think it was like an Instagram comment or a Twitter comment saying that they're not moving. Obviously, that's not legally binding by any means. But yeah. it just doesn't seem like the signs are pointing towards a move here in the near future as in the next three to five years. I don't know this for sure. I've watched the documentary on it. So if I'm wrong... 
I'll come back. I'll do a little more research when I get the chance. I'm pretty sure when the Sonics got bought, by the guy who bought the Sonics and moved them to Oklahoma City, I'm pretty sure he bought the Storm too, which is the WNBA team in Seattle, for those not familiar. I could be wrong. I'll do my, my research on that. But uh, You say it with confidence. People would just believe you. So. I'm saying it with confidence. The Storm were okay. bought by that one guy. I don't even want to say his name. It hurts me too much, let alone I forgot it because I didn't do my prior research because I'm excited about Alex Rodriguez coming to Seattle and bringing the Timberwolves back despite what Boo says. Timberwolves are never here, but they're coming here. Listen, if that happens, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to feel so accomplished. But anyways, we're spending way too much time on this. Timberwolves to Seattle confirmed. And I'm going to be like that wee hooping kid. I called it or whatever, you know, I hate that kid. Anyways, moving on. Let's go to our tiny ball. Remember, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, small balls need love too. The MLB. We're just going to start here and give a shout out. Not to an MLB team, to myself. A while ago, we did MLB wildcard predictions and and I said, I'm, I'm rooting for the St. Louis team. They're going to do it. They're going to get hot at the right time. St. Louis Cardinals, they're going to take that second wildcard spot. They're going to play the Dodgers. Boom, 11 straight wins. I know there's still like 11, 10 games left in the season, but this team's looking like they're peaking at the right time. And I'd be scared to play them even in that wildcard game on the Dodgers. Not saying they're going to win, not putting any prediction there. But boom, Cardinals 11 straight, looking good, looking like they're going to capture that second wildcard spot. Pretty cool. Safe. Another mic drop? No, there's no mic drops on that one, you know. But would you like to would you like to bring us in on our more interesting and only other topic about baseball? Yeah, I think I think what we're seeing right now in some of the games is baseball kind of heating up. Um, the rivalries are kind of being a new a new fire lit between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. As many of you probably saw, looks like Kevin Kiermaier stole a little note card out of a catcher's back pocket. Alejandro Kirk. I like saying his name on a nice little slide in the home plate. And then a few games later, he ended up getting hit by a pitch, which may or may not have been intentional. Uh, yeah. But, um, he was pretty fired up in the post-game interview. Uh, do you remember some of the things he said? He said it was intentional, of course. Rucky, however you say his name, said that, you know, this, the catcher was set up, actually, uh, I think it was Jansen catching, set up outside, low and away, and he said it slipped. Now, regardless if that's true or not, I would say it's intentional. But they both looked at each other, walking down the line, benches clear. Kevin Cash comes sprinting out. The you know, raise manager comes sprinting out, demanding ejection, whatever. But but Kiermaier's fired up. The outlaw, I'm pretty sure that was his old nickname. He has been called that lately. But said, like, he wants to play Toronto in the postseason. And that's what you live for, these in-division rivalry matchups, uh, seeing the potential ability to play them in the postseason with, with that one seed in the wildcard team. It looks like as of right now, it's two AL East teams in the wild card right now. So you're going to see maybe Toronto in that wild card spot. And they've been pretty hot and I know they're streaky and I don't want to get into a personal, what I'm going to say about them. I am going to you right now. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're a streaky team and they just had a fat win streak. They're going to fall off and the Yankees Mariners or A's are going to slide in there. There's your prediction. Anyways, yeah, he said he hopes to see him in the postseason. They asked reporters asked why, and he said there's motivation there now. No other reason, nothing else needs to be said, which I like. I think that baseball needs more of that. Just like the NFL needs to get rid of these taunting penalties, like emotions in sports are cool, and especially when it's like high level matchups like that. Like the Rays, the Rays in that game today where they got he got hit, 
one seven and one. Austin Meadows hit a big home run later in the game to open it up. That clinched the Rays' postseason berth today. Like they, as good of the team they were, they haven't even clinched postseason yet. So that's a big game for them. You're trying to clinch postseason, and then you're trying to, you know, mark off checklist, clinch postseason spot, win division, take the one seed, like all these things. And that's their first stepping block, you know. So allow that to happen. Which I like that the umpires didn't directly kick the guy out, but you can't be dotting someone in baseball like that. But fire emotions, jar at each other, chip at each other. Thank God baseball doesn't have taunting penalties. That's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm I'm pumped for the playoffs. It's I really am too. Ready to get it started here. And that's uh, that's definitely one of the things that we're going to highlight, not this upcoming Monday on our next podcast we talked about a little bit before, but the following podcast as we get into those last couple of games in the MLB season as the playoffs about start. So really, podcast is getting fun because football is back, which everyone loves football, whether it's fantasy or just watching. Uh, and then the MLB postseason. I haven't really brought this up to booth yet, but we're going to try to start having just guests on, people that want to talk. I think it'll maybe bring a little more spark into the show that – you know, the more balls, the better, as they say. Uh, I know I love balls. Booth loves balls, and that's why we're two dudes with some balls. So once again, midweek episode, super excited that my laptop's working and that we can uh, provide you with more great content of sports and balls together. Any last words for the viewers, Booth? I just want to give a, give a quick shout-out to your laptop here, holding on. Let's pray, uh, for, pray for it. Yeah. Thank you so much. It means the world. Doing a fantastic job this week. <sighs> thank you, laptop. Yeah. Give it a good pat right there. It's meant the world. But thank you guys for listening. Two dudes with some balls. Uh, really appreciate it. Go balls.